Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to the Toast Happy Thursday. Wow, this week is just flying by. You know what they say, time flies when you're with the ones you love. It's so true, and as much as I'm glad that it's Thursday, it just doesn't feel that joyful as a Thursday usually does because our week is winding down. Our week is winding down. I am here next week, but yeah. I, I will be leaving next week. This is the week that like I'm here. Yeah, this is, was the week. Yeah. Next week is the leaving week. Right, right. Unclear when, but she will be leaving. I am leaving, which is so devastating, but we have so much fun to have before Yeah, that. I didn't want to start on a negative. I'm just like, wow, usually on a Thursday, could we be more joyous? Friday Eve, Arab Friday. It's true. But today, maybe today's a somber day for a number of reasons. So let's dive into, we have a lot to talk about. The first, you know, being the most important, I am wearing jeans, which we're going to get into later in the show. But really what we need to talk about is we kind of went through as a family, like something somewhat traumatic last night. You might have noticed we weren't very active on socials. Like we were dealing with a crisis, a medical emergency. Yeah. So we went to dinner at Trout's last night, our favorite restaurant down here. She put together such a fabulous Valentine's Day dinner. We each had little chocolates. Like we were just, while this crisis was going on at your house, like we were unknowingly just like, we were just so happy, you know? Yeah, we were just, enjoying ourselves hanging in no rush she made such a good dinner she made such a good dinner we finally came home bruno greets us at the door totally normal totally normal yeah he was waiting by the door as he always does and then as everyone started to carry on with their evening we noticed that there were many many chocolate candy bar wrappers not just chocolate Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate, zero sugar candy bar wrappers on the floor. We counted about 21 wrappers and- um, He got into like a bulk bag of these mini miniature candy. So each one is like the, the teeny tiny ones. The ones still. you get on like Halloween. Yeah, well, some people give out big candy. Oh no, I mean fun size. Fun size. Um, so there was over 20 wrappers. And as a, you know, a dog parent, Dark chocolate is kind of, if you, if you don't have a dog, like that's like the, the most toxic. It's the worst thing a dog can Yeah, eat. everyone knows dogs can't have chocolate. Dark chocolate is worse than milk chocolate because it is more cacao. of a pure chocolate because it's the cacao that is harmful for the dogs because of the caffeine. So we realized, we counted the wrappers, see how much Bruno has eaten. So Zach immediately took him to the emergency room. We're all like working the phones, trying to find a doctor to talk to, to just like get information on, you know, we're, adding up the amount of ounces per, per Bruno's weight while Zach's also doing the same thing like at the doctor. We just wanted answers. Yeah, we were just on a fact-finding journey and we were like, didn't know how to just sit by and wait. So Zach took him to the pet hospital and he had induced vomiting. They induced him so that he would vomit up a lot Bruno of what he ate. Got a stomach pumped like a teenager. Yeah, I guess that's stomach pump. Yeah, no, he they... They categorized it as an overdose. Yeah, it was um, a slightly toxic overdose. The amount that he ate was like in the slightly toxic category. So it is good that they induced vomiting wherein they found more wrappers. 15 more wrappers. 15 more wrappers, a pound and a half of chocolate. Which they assume is only about 60%. They couldn't get all of it. Yeah. They predicted it was about 60% of the chocolate. So 60% equaling 1.5, what's the total? Almost three pounds. Almost three pounds of chocolate. And would you ever know, take a look at this boy loving on his mommy's lap. So spirit never broken. So they stayed at the hospital until the ASPCA phone line like deemed them safe to go home. Bruno came home because he needed a mother's love. <coughs> it was hard for him to be going through all of this. And of course, Zach was amazing and- had Right to the rescue. Right to the rescue. But like he needed to come home, cuddle up with mommy, mm -hmm. heating pads, skin to skin. Of course, of course. That's what he got all night last night. Honestly, he slept amazing. I'm not gonna lie, like it was really freaky, especially because like I have heard horror stories. Like 
the, the amazing thing is that it was like Hershey's. And one thing about Hershey's, like it ain't real chocolate. Like it ain't real cacao. It's not pure chocolate. But I have heard of, you know, dogs literally taking a bite of pure, pure cacao and dropping dead. So the fact that we had gotten home and he obviously had laid on the couch after his big meal, he was still alive. Like that was promising. But it is like really and truly the worst thing a dog could eat. Yeah. We are so blessed. So blessed. And he seems to be recovering nicely this morning. He obviously needs more of his mommy. And he has come out of retirement. Like he wants to do the show now. Yeah, yeah. And he added so much to yesterday's episode visually, emotionally. Spiritually. I feel like I do a better job when I have my muffin here. Yeah. So. I remember that. Oh, you want your pillow yet? No, no. That pillow like seriously makes me want to kill myself. Like. Something about the way Theo's looking, it just reminds me of his suffering. I can't explain it. Oh, goodness me. Okay. No pillow. Maybe do you want a little shy sand in your life? No, he looks happy and he's recovering. Let him. He's recovering with his mommy. So that's kind of what we were going through last night. Really, really crazy times. But, you know. It was nuts. And they said like the night between like four and eight hours after he got home was when we really had to monitor him. Oh, so we're in the clear. Um, so we're in the clear past that. I don't think he, I think everything is going. How were his bowel movements this morning? I need to check in with Zach, but I know for a fact that if they were bad, he would have told me. So yeah. no news is good news. Yep. Bruno just needs mother's love by mother's side. Oh my goodness. What a whirlwind. What a whirlwind, Bruno. We are so glad. I was having like, not to make everything about me, like a little PTSD, like, Oh, were you? Just like dog hospitals like have become like really triggering for me. So, so glad Bruno's okay. Like imagine if we lost both boys in the span of a month. Like that would be crazy. It would be crazy. But Bruno, Bruno has a lot more living to do. Yeah, he's a fighter. His, honestly, he came to me, waltzed through the door. I thought he was going to be like medicated. Zach would be, he'd be like, you know, tongue hanging out. Ran through the door. Tail wagging. He was really happy when he came home. Like, honestly, you wouldn't really know it. You wouldn't know it. He's a survivor. Bruno will survive. Bruno has survived. And Bruno will continue to thrive. Yeah. So we're proud of you, Bru. Crisis averted. You know, (sighs) let this be a lesson to all of our listeners. You have dark dark chocolate in the home. Put it on a higher shelf. Yeah. No, it was honestly amateur. Like, just not good. Sometimes these are certain lessons you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. It's true. So, and I forget that like Bruno really has such human-like tendencies. He got into my fruit bowl the other day. He gets into everything. I forget. I forgot that because he's, he's really such a good boy. mischievous. And it, it, like Theo used to be mischievous, but we would know. Like he was so obvious about it. Bruno's like low-key subtle. I forgot that he's like a dog who like is going to eat my food. He, he he. And this week in particular, he's been getting maybe because I have more people here, but he was even doing it before you guys got here. Like he's just been getting into stuff. I can count like three other things that he ate, like the le- melons. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. He's nuts. Yeah. He's mischievous. We call him Brudini. So maybe, you know, Bruno also learned a lesson. Don't stick your nose where it doesn't belong. I think if Bruno could talk, he would say, and I'd do it again. Yeah. He said, I slayed you once and I'd slay you again. Slay. Slay. So before that traumatic evening, we had such a fabulous day yesterday that we vlogged for the entire Patreon community. We just like did our day yesterday. We did a couple of things. Things we did. The damn thing. Things we did. That. We ran a 5K. You did. I did. I did. And I don't really want to spoil the vlog, but I'm going to. I... Jackie inspired me. She was like, listen, you have to see where you're at. You've never ran 3.1 miles. Like, what are we working with? And I was like, you know what? You're right. 
And I'm not going to lie, like you telling me your time being 42 minutes, I knew that was like, I needed to be, I couldn't be so far away from that. Like I knew that that was like a normal time. Because if I didn't have that number, maybe I would have just like walked and done it in two hours, you know? Yeah. But I did it in 43 minutes. So I'm only one minute behind Jax. Now having said that, it was like one of the hardest things I've ever done and I thought I was going to collapse. And so you don't want to be that way when you're rubbing elbows with some of podcasting's elite. With Tom and Bert. Right. Bert and Tom. So I know I'm capable of it, but... It was so challenging for me. Like I need, I need to train. Okay. Yeah. Now but we I tighten it. it up. We clean it up. We clean it up. So that's in the vlog. We went to the mall. I bought jeans. Something I've been wanting to do for a very long time is like buy jeans in person. And so many people recommended Abercrombie and Jackie knew a mall nearby that had an Abercrombie. So we spent the day at the mall. We were poisoned in the morning. We were poisoned in the evening. Yeah. And then Bruno was poisoned. Oh my God. The theme of, the, yes. we said on the vlog that the theme of the vlog was poison. And Bruno took it too, too we literally. He took it too literally. So that vlog, I uh, finished editing this morning. It will be up today. So you have that to look forward to. Love Florida family content. Yeah. I think we have some more Florida family content coming in at us. you this week. Yeah. In us for sure. It's giving mukbang. It's giving mukbang. Southern edition. Southern edition. And we have to go to like Florida specific chains. Checkers. When you think of Florida specific chains, what do you think of? Miami subs. Oh, that's a good one. I happen to love their French fries. Um, I feel like it's not Miami specific, but I only see them in, in Florida. Like it's checkers. That's because they have outdoor dining and you can't do that everywhere year round. Kind of sounds amazing. Alfresco dining. I, I think we should do an alfresco vlog at checkers. Like we'll I, get out of the car. I like that. Yeah. That's cute. And then we'll hit, of course, you know, the usual spots. Of course. And the drive-thru. I've not done, I've not driven through a drive-thru before. It's low-key hard. It's, I'm a little nervous. It's really actually, and I'm a, like a pretty experienced driver, and I never pull up to the window the right amount. I'm so far away because yeah. I'm so afraid of like yeah. even touching yeah. the building. It's an art. Yeah, that's like, that's the part of driving right now that I'm like mastering, which is just like, Knowing you know, your size. Navi knowing my size, like navigating through like the nooks and crannies of the parking lots and this and that. So I think the, dri the drive-through will be a good challenge for me and kind of where I'm at in my education. So I, again, don't want to spoil the vlog, but I was a passenger in Jackie's vehicle yesterday. I drove. And I have to say, I mean, look at me. It's not She's a scratch. Here. You crushed it. Not a scratch. You really crushed it. And the car, not a scratch. There was a scratch, but that's from There's a prior a incident. Scratch. We'll talk about it in the vlog. Yeah, yeah. So let's stop like spoiling the vlog. It's annoying. Yeah, but it's a really great vlog. It's a really great vlog. Yeah. We have a great show. Mm -hmm. It's Thursday, which means absolutely nothing, which just means like we can relax. Like we don't have, you know, a litany of things to do, segments, schmegans. Like we can just kind of relax and be ourselves. And if we could like decenter ourselves for a second. Why would we do that? For our listeners, like it's Thursday for them. Yeah. And even though we're having a particularly joyful week, like they could have been having a treacherous one, oh, but no. they made it to Thursday. Well, that upsets me to hear. Someone, is someone having a bad week? Um, someone out there is having a bad week, Turdy. No, it's so true. It happens to the best of us on, on whatever scale, you know? But um, no matter how your week is going, like you've made it to Thursday and for that, I'm happy for you. And if you're having a bad week, let Turdy give you like a little bit of inspiration. A motivational speech from La Turdia? Listen, there's nothing you can't overcome. Like, we all made it through the pandemic. Like, girl, whatever's going on this week, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's in your mind. You're imagining it. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll soon be a distant memory. This it will. shall pass. That's my favorite advice to give people. It'll soon be a distant memory. I feel like when you're going through something really challenging, like somebody telling you that, it's like, seriously, shut the fuck up and eat my ass. But then you no. find yourself like months, weeks, however many, you know, much time passes later. And you're like, wow, like it really was just a moment in time. And 
I'm in a like I got through it a better way to say it, this too shall pass yes yes I think that's comforting words but and you think not like, annoying words and when you're in something bad you're like well no everything passes but not this like this one's really bad it's not that's not how I when I think of this too shall pass I'm like yes but I just have to get there and it's like the getting there that's yeah. hard but just know that you will be there take solace in the fact that you will get there right like nothing in life is guaranteed except like the movement of time and so you will get there the passage of time the passage of time that's much like more smart thank you more smarter mm-hmm also, we had big plans last night, like Valentine's Day. Yeah. We were going to watch Vanderpump Rules we all together. And then, of course, Bruno did. We're going to we, make a fire. We were going to make a fire. I don't think we were ever actually going to make a fire. Like, the boys were like, should we make a fire? And we're like, honestly, no. Yeah, we said, you guys can make a fire. Don't, like, ex- don't make it for us. We said, don't expect us to come out, but we might drop by. Mm-hmm. That's literally what we said. But then, but then Bruno went and, you know, spoiled it all by saying something stupid like dark chocolate. Yeah. So... No fire, no romantic Valentines for us. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. Bruno's health is paramount. And yeah, the love was that Bruno came home and got to sleep at home. Yes, of course. You know, I did kind of want him to spend the night at the facility. It's always like, obviously you want your, your angel home, but it's always better than to be under medical supervision. But they, they said he was fine and you know what? They were right. But sometimes like TLC, Mother's Love heating pad is the best medicine. Other times, no. And I feel like this would be another time when they really need to monitor his when stomach. When he needed real medicine? Yeah. I don't know. I think he needs mother's love. Oh my God. So, you know, There's I was... nothing mother's love can't cure. I was sick a couple of weeks ago. You know that. And Ben is very into like Eastern medicine and moronic things of that nature. And he was like giving me turmeric and all these like weird herbs. And I was just like taking them in addition to like NyQuil and stuff. And after like a couple of days, I finally went to the doctor and I'm like, okay, let me just like, you know, go to the professionals. And Ben did come with me. And he prescribed me, of course, you know, my amoxicillin and my prednisone. I'm feeling so much better, by the way. Thanks for asking. And Ben had the absolute gall to, like, bring up his herbs to the doctor. And I was, first of all, mortified beyond words. And second of all, like, low-key curious, like, what this doctor was going to say. Because, like, Ben was giving me turmeric, which is, like, good for, you know, it's an anti-inflammatory. And my sinuses were inflamed. I had sinusitis. So I was like waiting to see what the doctor was going to say. Like he could not have rolled his eyes more further back into the back of his head. I was like, okay, honestly, thank you. Like, I don't know what I let. Like I let Ben get to me. I'm like, what am I taking turmeric for? But what's the downside? Also a good question. I don't know. I'm feeling like a little jittery. Like my coffee's starting to like kick in. Like I'm shaking my shoulders. Yeah. And like, just let me know the downside. But right, right. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I thought, imagine like, going to a doctor and be like, well, I read on, you know. Yeah. That turmeric is a great anti-inflammatory. That's, but aside from like Eastern herbs and whatnot, that's always the thing, right? Like you go to the doctor and you're And like, like I Googled it. Yeah, and I have my own information. Yeah. You just keep that shit to yourself. Just of nod course. and say thank you way, so much. Of course. I would never, ever bring up like my research to the doctor. <laughs> no, you can't. It's, first of all, it's so disrespectful. It is, it this is. This person went to school for eight years but I also think you should do your own research. Like I'm of course, big on that. Of course. Yes. I, and I'm advocating. Al- like, I'm also big on like Hannah Montana, Miley Stewart eating it and being like one way with the doctor and one way at home. Oh, I feel that <laughs> way too. Yeah. Like, especially like if you like what I'll do, which is like not the best. Just it's smile like, and nod. Like when I go to Mexico and stuff, like I get prednisone, like I'll like prescribe myself amoxicillin and prednisone from like, and I'll get it in really kind of shady ways. And then I won't tell the doctor that I did that, you know? Oh, yeah. Which is also not good. Yeah. Smile and nod. That's like when we were talking about like the pediatrician and the co-sleeping. Right, like, right, yeah, right. Smile no, and nod. Safe sleep, baby on back. Right, right, right. I got it. Right. I got it, doc. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you need to have like a front stage and a backstage personality when it comes to the doctors. Yeah, I think yeah. and all doctors, you know, clearly Ben has his own things that he needs to do. No, conceal. but Ben was just being himself. That's a crazy thing to do. Which I just thought was interesting. When I see people do that, I'm like, oh, you're cra- so you're crazy. Oh, so you're confident. No, so you're confident in your craziness. But I do think it's important to be a little crazy and like, like it's your body. Like of if you're course. not doing your own research, like what are you doing? I guess it's like so true. You know, maybe it's not crazy. You know, I mean, like not everything is one size fits all all the time. Not every right. medication. Like so, yeah, you need to do your own research, but then also don't pretend to like know more than, than the doctor. They don't like that. Yeah, no, it is rude. Yeah, and they don't like it. And you no. don't want to piss off the doctor. No. Frightening. Um, so we've got a great show today. We've got stories that are what? Solid as a rock. Oh, I love that. So do you feel comfortable at this current juncture? Thank you for caring about my comfort. And I do feel extremely comfortable. Okay, you sound like a uh, distressed millennial. Yeah, like on a college campus. This is a safe space for us to enter into the Fast Five stories. Oh my God, okay. Thank heavens for that. Yeah. So without further ado, do, 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 here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Jax, do you have something you'd like to share with the class? I do, Claudia, and I'm so glad that you're giving me the space to do that. I feel very comfortable to let you know that today's episode is also brought to you by Teeny Lux. I was speaking recently on the pod about not wearing earrings because I hate how aware I am mm-hmm. when they're on. I just feel them. And the founder of Teeny Lux is a toaster. So she reached out saying, can I send you some earrings? I promise these will be the most comfortable earrings you've ever tried. You won't even notice them. She didn't lie. For the first time ever, I honestly forgot I was wearing earrings. I don't even feel them. Their founder started this brand because she also had super sensitive ears and nothing was working for her. They make all of their earrings with pure titanium they use titanium because it's non-allergic metal that's safe for the body and super lightweight if you've ever had problems wearing earrings you need to try these i've always had problems wearing earrings and i'm not even like the most sensitive swirly but the ears are a sensitive place so you need the best in the biz and the teeny luxe earrings are so cute also like the ones that i got they're perfect for me i like a little like subtle earring but they have all different types of earrings so visit teenylux.com and use code toast at checkout for 20 percent off your first purchase that's teenylux spelled t-i-n-i-l-u-x.com use code toast for 20 percent off of your first order i feel like this is also a great gift for somebody who either recently just got their ears pierced or I remember like when I was younger, my earrings used to bother me so much for like a teenager. Yeah, no, they're, they have kids' earrings too. Right. So if your little one has pierced ears and you want to make sure they get the safest earrings, teeny lux. They have so many styles. You can shower with them. They won't Spell tarnish or change color. T-I-N-I-L-U-X. Fabulous, fabulous. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Hinge, the dating app that's designed to be deleted. Hinge makes the profile creation process less daunting by making it easy to get your friends involved. So with the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, you can lean on your friends to hype you up on potential matches. I love that. I feel like Hinge is always getting really creative with their profiles because profiles can be like really... um it's like rigid sometimes and I like that they don't take it so seriously like they added that voice memo feature where somebody could like answer with their voice which I think is cute also nice to hear someone's voice before you meet them it's not always easy to see your own green flags but flags but what makes you a great person to date it's easy for a friend to do so on your behalf so asking your friend to answer this voice prompt for you can be such a great way to bring encouragement and levity to your dating profile so as you know we're kind of sitting with a hinge success story right now jackie and her husband met via hybrid they were like working in the workplace but they also met on hinge and it was just kind of like a perfect 
like reason to talk to someone yeah it was the perfect catalyst for us getting to know each other because we it was a great way to see like oh you're single and you're interested in me because we both wanted to match with one another so i advocate everyone who's looking for a serious relationship to get on hinge i think it is the serious dating app for serious people and if i were to do your voice prompt like and i would say like you guys should date jackie here's what i would say she's so gorgeous like you wish you wish get in line that's what i would say you would say get in line yeah I would. They're technically like in a queue. Download Hinge and try the voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. That is the Hinge app, H-I-N-G-E. Today's episode is also brought to you by Skims. So we, you know, wax poetic about the issues with bras. They can be uncomfortable. They can be constricting. And we just rip them off when we get home. But Skims has really changed that. You know, in love Skims underwear. We recently, not so recently actually, let me be like, a year ago, tried their bras and they really have delivered again. Skims bras are truly worth the hype. I bought them before they were a sponsor on TikTok. This girl was raving about it. She had like lost, I think 200 pounds and her boobs were like a little, you know, different. And I resonated with that. I have enormous breasts. And when she showed me how they literally took her boobs from her belly button to her neck, I was shook and I was sold. The t-shirt bra is one of my favorites. I love their bralettes. I think Skims bras really truly speak for themselves. So, the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra is probably the bra I wear the most. It's like an everyday bra. It gives really good coverage, really good lift. It's very comfortable. The straps are adjustable. And the material for the Fits Everybody collection is obviously, I think, the best for all day comfort. Um, but also don't sleep on their bralettes. Their bralettes I wear around the house. They give me good support. I can't walk around the house without a bra. So I need something in the middle because I don't want to wear like a full bra. And the bralettes are so comfortable. The best material. I like the Racerback um, one. It gives me a little bit more support. So shop Skims bras at skims.com. What is so fabulous about Skims is they're super size inclusive. So they have 62 sizes. They go from 30A to 46H. Plus, you're going to get free shipping on orders over $75. So if you haven't yet, head to skims.com and be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Toast, in the drop down menu that follows. That's skims.com, S K I M S. Thank you, Claude. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Our first story is very sad news. Oh, the yeah. Super Bowl Chiefs win ended in heartbreak yesterday as at least one person was killed and 22 were injured um, as the Kansas City fans gathered to celebrate the Chiefs Super Bowl win at the parade. There was a shooting. Three persons were detained and are under investigation for the incident. Um, and many are wounded, including many children. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wouldn't see that. So horrible. I was like watching the footage come out of the parade before and it was like just those parades are like a real celebration they said there were like a million people in downtown Kansas City it's a real celebration of like community and sports and just like your hometown it's like hometown pride they're really like these joyous fest celebrations and so for it to end that way is so horrible and so I was watching the footage and all the players were like drunk and everybody was like taking pictures and it was just like fun and for it to end that way and I saw the footage of um a lot of the the local people were the were the ones to take they down. Took, yeah, there was this couple. They took down one of the shooters. Like the husband, like tackled him to the ground. And the woman, the woman, the like gun. moved the gun away. It was really, it was amazing, and it's really just there should a terrible, be a parade for them. For them, it's such a horrible story. Like, just we can't have anything nice. Yeah, it's so. Upsetting. And I saw a picture of these ugly, ugly, like really, like disgusting looking person I saw only saw a picture of one of them like really one of the ugliest people inside but also outside that I've ever seen in my life they're all ugly there's pictures of all of them like really just like there's ugly three. ugly beasts yeah hate obviously. so I think the the probably the they were still counting like victims I saw they identified like one of the 
people who was killed. She was like a local radio DJ. Oh, just no. so horrible. I saw I didn't I saw ten people were injured. Now it's up to twenty two. Oh no. Yeah. And, and then what's their what was their problem? What's their motive? Right. Like what was the issue? Um that hasn't been come out yet. Like wh- what could truly like I saw a quote from the police chief that it was like this it wasn't a targeted shooting, but like I'm sorry, if three people are acting in coordination, that's a target. By the way, like, is there such thing as a not targeted shooting? Right. Like, what you, you bring a, 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 a Poly- machine bureaucracy. gun to a parade, to a parade with kids. And you're not targeting, targeting anyone. No, it's giving bureaucracy. Like, please. Yeah. Also, so a lot of the players and the wives, mm-hmm. everyone's been posting. Travis posted a statement. I saw on Twitter. People are upset also with Travis because that night he went out and he like because there's pictures of him hosing with um the what, a police officer like just you know taking a selfie and uh-huh. he's like holding a beer and like continuing oh it, it's a weird space to be in like how do you continue with the festivities when it's ended in such a terrible a horrible, manner horrible way i honestly i i can't critique anyone um, but i can't imagine what it's like for people to show up at a parade for you mm-hmm. and then for it to end that way like the guilt or I can't I'm not gonna critique how anyone res- like responds to it but it's definitely like weird I know I'm not gonna critique it either also because in all the parade footage like he's so drunk yeah and he like even though there's a shooting like you're still wasted like yeah. it's not you're not making like good decisions Rational. yeah and I think it's just a lot to process I'm sure it's a lot for him to process today and I'm not gonna judge how someone deals with it even Me neither. though you know it's it's on not, its face, it's like partying after what happened. Like, who could? On its face, it's weird. But again, like, we don't really know what that's like. Yeah. And also, like, receiving that news, blackout drunk. Yeah. He, he was wasted. Can you even receive the news when you're, like, blackout yeah. drunk? I don't know. A very... that That's, like, a weird part of the story. Like, I didn't consider, like, what everyone else was doing. And what they did afterwards. Right. Because also the players had to like run off stage and hide. I think some of them were like hiding in closets. Oh my. And so like to do that and also you're like super drunk. Right. It's just. It's weird. A weird experience. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't don't know what I would do in that situation. So I'm certainly not going to like reprimand Travis for what he did. Yeah. Even though on its face. Yes. It's bizarre. Yeah. So just some sad news to start the day. Yeah. That's terrible. Switching gears. Shall we? Yes. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are giving their children the Sussex title as their last name amid their website backlash. Okay, also. Have you seen this? No, but I did, because on earlier on the show, we were, like, when we reported on their website, we were asking each other, and we didn't know the answer, like, what are the rules royally? Like, are they allowed to use Duke and Duchess? And somebody explained it. So you read the story, and I'm going to find the explanation. Okay, so Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have given their children the Sussex title as their last name amid backlash over their new website. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex decided to use their title as their surname for their son, Prince Archie, and daughter, Princess Lilibet, instead of being known as the Mountbatten-Windsors in order to unify the family, according to the Times of London. A source told the British newspaper that the kids have been known as the Sussexes since King Charles's coronation in May 2023, the insider noted that the kids taking on the Sussex moniker is no different from Harry being called Captain Wales when he served in the military. Like, I literally don't get it. Yeah, because like okay. when Harry and William were kids, they were the Waleses, remember? I thought they were the Windsors. Like, I know, but when in the crown, when he's at school, like someone wrote him a note and it's like, Willie Wales. Okay. I don't actually, I don't think it was Willie Wales, but I like he, Willie he Wales. He's called Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these kids being called Sussex is akin to Harry and William being called Wales. However, 
Harry's no longer Wales because he's yeah. Sussex. Right. It's so Harry and, and Meghan, this is somebody explained. Harry and Meghan never gave up their Duke and Duchess title. They are still free to use them. They gave up HRH. Her, uh, his, and her royal highness, which mm-hmm. is the highest royal title that can be given by the sovereign. So the queen gave it to Harry at birth and Meghan on their wedding day, um, then stripped them of it when they left. And what about Prince? So they were previously styled HRH, the Duke and Duchess, and now are just the Duke and Duchess. Harry is still a prince and still keeps his place in the line of succession, which still is Still keeps fifth. his place in the line of succession. Diana was also stripped of HRH after divorcing Charles, but kept being the Princess of Wales, not HRH, the Princess of Wales. Got it. In addition to giving up the HRH, they also no longer do any work on behalf of the crown, thus giving up being, quote, working royals. They cannot represent the crown at events, and Harry gave up his military titles too, but they are still officially and legally Duke and Duchess. Thank you to Katie Brown for posting that in the Facebook group. That makes sense that they're Duke and Duchess because plenty of Dukes and Duchesses aren't, like, related to the crown. Yeah. But he can't represent the crown at royal events, but he's still in the line of succession. Yeah. That would be representing the crown in a major way. I think that... um, like they left him in the line of succession because it's so not going to happen ever. It's just less complicated to leave him. Right. Got it. Um, as it comes to their kids, like you want to have the same last name as your kids. And so they've obviously branded themselves as the Duchess, uh, the Sussexes. And you want to have the same last name as your kids. And it's clear that like with the website, like they're putting all this information out there. It might be backlash. They're doing it all at once and then we'll move on and they will be the Sussexes heretofore. They did need not a rebranding, but a clarity of branding because there's a lot of names thrown around. Also, there was so much drama with like Archie and Lilibet being prince or princess. Mm -hmm. But actually now they are prince and princess because their grandpa is king. king. When Elizabeth was queen, they weren't yet. And they always, and then they were sad that he was like going to be the Earl of Dumberton. Right. And it was always like, if you just wait till Charles is king, then they become prince and princess. But I think Harry and Meghan, they say in their documentary, like, why wouldn't Archie be prince? And it do, it's misleading because it's like, he would have been, it's just. He you have to wait. You have to wait. Yeah. But, but Prince George and them don't have to wait because they're in the line. Well, duh. They're not the same. But when they. They were mad. It's like they need a third sibling just to show Harry and Meghan they're not being treated differently because they're them. So my favorite like rabbit hole to go down, because you know there is a very widespread conspiracy theory that Prince Charles is actually not Harry's father. Diana had like a very well-known affair with this guy named James Hewitt, who's this redhead who looks a lot like Harry. Like there's, there's there there. People aren't just like talking for no reason. And if you go down that rabbit hole, like it's really interesting how that affects like Meghan and the kids because then there really is no relation right now because Charles like wouldn't be his father yeah and like there's really no connection to the royal family yeah but that's if the theory is true which I'm not saying I believe I'm just saying I should know that it's out there yeah what do you think about that theory I think that it is odd there's not another redhead in the entire family do you do you agree with that as a redhead no there's not a redhead in our family our grandfather had red hair so they say. We have a cousin with red hair. So they say. No, no, it's not so they say, like it's factual. I don't know. I feel like um, the girls, like uh, growing up, did Eugenie have like a little red? Let me look it up. Yeah. A young Eugenie. No, or, or Beatrice, one of them. I feel I'll look like. up young Eugenie and Beatrice. That's like a fair. And well, oh, no, she's, she was related by marriage. Oh, Fergie, Fergie. Fergie had red hair. <laughs> okay, no, and the kids call. didn't. Good call, good call. Okay, so you're saying. Actually, no. 
the girls, the older one, I don't know when this picture is from, but the older one definitely had like a twinge of red, but her mother had red right. hair. Okay, so the, null and void. Null and so void. Now, no, I need to, it's actually, so they're the easiest people to trace their lineage throughout history. Like all the kings and queens, were there any redheads? Okay, let's say British royals with red hair. Oh my God, that would be like so crazy. It's like so obvious then. It's a little known fact that three of Princess Diana's siblings, okay. that would count. Okay, so that Lady would, uh, Jane, Lady Sarah, and Charles the Ninth Earl of Spencer have naturally red hair. Okay, okay, so that covers them. That covers Harry. Hmm. Yeah, and Fergie, which doesn't apply here. Right. I never thought about that though. Quora.com. Where does Prince Harry get his red hair? Because I don't even believe the theory because he has red hair, but because he looks like that guy and Diana had an affair with him right like okay. the timing so he get this is from quora like this is the most popular answer and this person obviously did their research he gets his red hair in the same way that all redheads get it from both sides of the family red hair is recessive and can be quote covered up by dominant genes while still being passed along i don't have red hair but it turns out my grandfather whom i never met did so my son's dad has black hair as did okay, we don't care about you i will never understand recessive. the recessive gene we were just talking about this i don't understand it now like i know that red hair is a recessive gene that i clearly possess but i do not understand how it works okay here's her answer diana had strawberry blonde hair when she was much younger all three of her siblings which we were just saying had red hair when younger before it changed as hair does later in life Charles had dark auburn hair when young, which you can see in older pictures when he's outdoors. Mary, who's Harry's great-great-grandmother, had red hair and curls like Harry does. Her curls are actually very similar. Beatrice has had red hair, but we know that from Fergie. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and since it comes from both sides, that means Andrew carries the genes as well. But the flaw in this statement is she's saying, because Beatrice has it, that means Harry has it from mother and father, but Beatrice has it from his mother. But he has to have it from both sides. Right. And Beatrice so, has to have it from both sides, which means oh. she has it from Andrew's side, so it's there. Oh, 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 oh. But that doesn't nullify the does, theory. By the way, does Zach have it in his family? I don't know. Not well, anyone that I know, but like, obvious. you know, maybe Aunt Mary, like Queen Mary. Right, right, right. Aunt Mary, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that is so interesting. So this doesn't nullify the theory, though. It just like explains Harry. It's a counter argument to yeah. the theory. But, but the also, theory could still be It's the hair, but also like the face. And the timing. Yeah, yeah, you, right. Just something to think about. Yeah, I, I've always taken the theory, like looked at it seriously because of their, they look alike, not even because of the hair color. By the way, same. Because if you see a side by side of these two people, now that Harry's all grown, like they look so similar. But that those things, that could happen, you know? Yeah, human beings, He's, like are you know like he's just two handsome british men but like the coincidence that it would be like a british man that slept with his mother is just a little crazy <laughs> no just a little it's like i can't tell if it's like so obvious or we're being crazy sound off in the comments like do you think james hewitt is harry's father i love a good like paternity conspiracy theory and the thing is whatever the truth is charles knows yeah and maybe that's why he's like okay with like not having a relationship with like this rando <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. Okay, well. And so when we have these conversations about like the kids, I'm like, these kids ain't even related <laughs> to Charles. Like, who cares? So you believe the theory? No, like, no, 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 I don't. No, no, no. But sometimes I do think, I'm like, we're going on and on about this. And like, there's a chance these kids like literally are just like commoners. Right, but if... 
Prince Harry. Just Not that he would that. ever like be the king, but he's still in the line of succession. He could be a rando. Yeah. <laughs> Even though if they knew that Harry wasn't, when they stripped Harry and Meghan of certain things, they, they would have taken him out of the line of succession because he is this like mudblood, you know? <laughs> they would have stripped him further. Yeah, they would have like, obviously you, that would have been a great, a great way to get him out of the line, get this rando out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Something to think about. Harry addresses the, conser- the theory in his memoir, I think. Oh, you're lying. I'm pretty sure he does. Oh, well, that changes everything because if that's the case, like you would never, I don't know, I keep saying that. Prince Harry finally brings silence over the rumor that James Hewitt is his real father. Wait, that's kind of crazy. He wrote, the rumor going around at the time that my real father was one of my mother's ex-lovers, Major James Hewitt. One cause of the rumor was Major Hewitt's red hair, but another was sadism. Tabloid reader. sadism? Just like people being like. Rude. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. Tabloid readers love the idea that Prince Charles's youngest son was not Prince Charles's son. They never got tired of that joke for some reason. I can't lie. Like, I, I'm one of those people. Like, I, <laughs> I never tire of that. He wonders whether this rumor was used to paint him as a laughing stock, noting that it didn't seem to mm. matter that his mother hadn't met Major Hewitt until long after he was born. Oh. Over the course of his life, the rumors have been rehashed in various forms with some seriousness, he notes. Harry claims that the same... I feel like he's talking to me. Harry (laughs) claims that sections of the media went as far as hunting my DNA to verify it, remarking that he believed after torturing Princess Diana into hiding that soon that they would come for him. Retired British Army Captain Hewitt penned two books about his affair with Diana during her marriage to Charles. Oh, that's like a thirsty thing to do. Further attempting to sell the love letters he exchanged with the princess. Oh, I buy him. The pair met at a party in 1986. And Hewitt went on to help Diana overcome her fear of horse riding. What year was Harry born? When did they meet? 1986. He said in an interview that there really was no possibility that he's Harry's father. Harry was already walking by the time with my relationship with Diana began. 1984, he was born. Oh, okay. Also, I just want to say I'm looking at a picture of Major James Hewitt and like he also looks like Charles. Oh, okay. So the picture that I've seen, like the picture they love to use, yeah. that that they put side by could, side. But like that's how we always do this. If you put a picture side by side with really anyone, like no, no. If you choose the the certain photo that they choose, it's this one. Like maybe it's, it's just the, the side, photo, right? They're, oh, I've not. Oh, yeah, I've seen one like from the side. Later in life. Oh, this photo. Yes, by the way. It's like whatever yeah. photo you end up using, like you can make the case. And that's with anything. Like yeah, choosing. That's like when people do it with John Bonet yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it just depends on the photo of John Bonet you choose and the photo of the other person. And then when you put them side by side, you're like telling the person, hey, these people look alike, right? Yeah, except the the James Hugh one like really does. We look. did one one with you and John Bonet. We did one with Hannah Brown and um <laughs> when Whitney they, Rose's husband. They look alike. Or was it just the collage? Yeah, I think when you, there's also something to be said about putting There's a psychological things. element of the collage, the side by side. I agree. Okay, but has what we just said been enough for you to move on from the rumor? No, no. Because like maybe they reunited in 1986. No, of course. And by the way, the royals are notoriously private. Like we don't know who's coming and going. There's, I bet, I bet there's proof that like they knew it. It's only two years. Like, yeah, they could have reunited. Like, but maybe after. they stayed away from each other because she got pregnant. <laughs> Yeah. Just something to think about. Yeah. Okay. Well, from here to four, they'll be known as the family Sussex. They'll be known as the Hewitts. 
So that's good to have clarity. Yes, it is. <laughs> Stop. Okay, our, our next story is yeah. again, what is in a name? Ooh, okay. And it's one of your, about your favorite, it's about one of your favorite people to walk this earth. Who? Think about like, what's in a name? What does that mean? Like, like name? someone putting on a name that is not theirs. Kelly Brianna? No. <laughs> no. Remember when Kelly Clarkson legally changed her name? That was like the most confusing thing. Who's one, first of all, it's one of your favorite women, like, of our generation who did something so crazy she's not a celebrity except for what she did that was crazy and it's a it's a story of what's in a name i have literally no idea what you're talking about rachel dolezal oh i saw this story and by the way i saw a picture of rachel dolezal and i believe it was from her you know days as a black woman (laughs) and like i can't believe anybody (laughs) believed her like she literally looked like like she was doing blackface like it was so obvious the woman formerly known as rachel dolezal <laughs> oh wait and so are you telling me rachel dolezal wasn't even her name was not even her name what is her name i bet it's like amber so right now she goes by nikichi diallo okay but i also believe that's a changed name right it sounds like she's like appropriating another culture yeah i do not know what her original name is i was trying to find it in the in the docs in the docs but there's a, like she's constantly changing her name i'm obsessed with her and so she's making waves because she was she okay so she was working at a school that's really like unbelievable unbelievable and she lost her school job only over her only fans account nikichi diallo formerly known as rachel dolezal Jackie, her name is rachel dolezal like, okay please. okay cool she was fired by a tucson arizona school district after administrators learned of her only fans account they said quote we only learned of miss nikichi diallo's only fans miss dolezal but this is their quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OnlyFans social media posts yesterday afternoon. Her posts are contrary to our district's use of social media by district employees policy and our staff ethics policy. She is no longer employed by the Catalina Foothills School District. On Tuesday, the embassy affiliate reported that Diallo was an employee of the Catalina Foothills School District and was linked to an OnlyFans account. The outlet noted that explicit images appearing to be Diallo were being shared on Reddit. Okay, so... They probably were shared on Reddit because somebody like discovered this random OnlyFans. It was like, wait, I think this is Rachel Dolezal. So like her her past is coming to haunt her present. And do you think that the school district knew that this Ichi Diallo woman was a formerly Mrs. Was Dolezal? Rachel Dolezal? I don't think so. That's really crazy. Because she's like, her name is so famous. Yeah. Her face isn't. No, because she was also in like costume. In costume. That's so true. She was in dressing, right? If she just changed her makeup and her hair, then she does she's not Rachel Dolezal anymore. Right, right. And was she, like is she living life like as a teacher? Was she pretending to be like a black teacher or she's over that? No, I think she she's now Miss Mrs. Diallo a teacher. And is Diallo a black woman? Oh, is she doing it again? Right, that's what I'm saying. Is she still saying, like, no, I wasn't fake. Like, I am black. Oh, I don't know. Well, She obviously has, like, a mental illness. Well, here's the thing. So in November 2015, she admitted that she was biologically born to uh, born white to white oh. parents, but she identifies as black and said she oh. began identifying as black in well, 2006. Well, you to stand in the way of her identity. And she also published a memoir called In Full Color, Finding My Place in a Black and White World. Wait, like she's in com- full color? She's really committed. She's committed to the bit. And so I, I don't know that, like the expose on her would stop her from like being who she thinks she is. Right, because her explanation is Congress with her expose. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not biologically black, but that you're going to tell me that I, like I, how I feel. How I identify. That is so interesting. And so the embarrassment. You should read her book for the redheads. 
I honestly like should read her book because this it's such a crazy story. I know, but she's like really sticking with it that like I I honestly I can't read a book by like a mentally ill person like that. Like it would frustrate me. It it would be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like I live in reality where like your DNA like says you're not black. Like that equals you not being black. Like and I probably like I couldn't sit down and read the book of somebody who inherently disagreed with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that Rachel Dolezal like was teaching at a school when she's clearly like a crazy person is really, um, it's actually frightening, like for real, for the kids. She was an after school instructor. Oh, okay. But she's still in charge of kids, she, actually. She's in charge of children. That's inappropriate, I think. Like she, she shouldn't be able to do that. Also, um, I do often wonder because there are a lot of like famous TikTokers who are teachers. They just like talk about, they like, Dance. Some of them like dance in their classrooms. Never, they never have kids in it. But they're just like you know social media stars who are also teachers, which I think is great because you don't make a lot of money as a teacher and you, like you have supplemental income. But I do wonder like what the school board says about that. Uh, they clearly have policies, by the way. OnlyFans is not TikTok, by she, the way. Right, right, right. No, but they have a policy called use of social media by district employees. Mm -hmm. So there are rules in place, and I would imagine that the rules like have to do with the sort of content that's there. Like if it's and wholesome, of course, like including the kids. Oh, I mean, no. Can I see that picture of Rachel Dolezal while you're explaining? But if it's I, no, I'm not explaining because I'm just guessing that like if the whole if the content is like congruous with what a teacher should be posting, then you're in the clear because teachers have social media. They, even if it's a personal private account, right. But if the content is nefarious and uns and inappropriate, then it's giving you a window into the sort of person that's being around the children. No, mentally ill. Yeah. No, but even if it's just like... Oh, wait, sorry. I'm, I was not listening when oh, you were just talking. I was talking about Rachel Dolezal. No, even just like, say, OnlyFans in general. Say the teacher... Sorry, start the sentence again. I was not listening to anything you just said. I was looking at Rachel Thanks Dolezal. for admitting it, fine. You know, because then I just said mentally ill and I'm like accusing a teacher of being <laughs> mentally ill. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Okay. I think all teachers would have social media in general, even if it's just a private family yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are allowed to be on social media. Of and I course. think as long as the content is child-friendly and appropriate and things that you wouldn't mind your teacher doing, like, it's totally fine. But you, I think with there's nefarious content, you know, inappropriate, goodbye. NSFW. NSFW. But what if it's teachers on OnlyFans? That's... NSFW. Yeah. Unless you're, like, you know, tutoring math on, yeah, on just OnlyFans. Like, yeah, but when we when we say OnlyFans, we mean nude or pornographic content, correct? Say it's on nude, like say it's sexy. That's NSFW. Yeah, but like I wonder who had to write these bylaws. No, it, it's like a new problem. Yeah, and I guess it, it is subject to subjectivity because no, we're going to have to look at the pics. And we have a lot of teacher toasters, so sound off in the comments. I imagine when you're a teacher, you're extremely mindful of what you put on social media, whether your account is public or private, knowing that your students could find it. Yeah, but like what if you go out for like a bachelorette party with the girls. Right. And you're like taking shots and it's on social media. There's, I don't know. Like, Cause like teachers are humans too. Yeah. That's a good question. I feel like teachers have to like behave different on social media to, because of like the standard that they're held up to because of their job. Right. Which makes sense. Which a lot of people, by the way, like depending oh, on your job. So true. Yeah. Like you don't want your work finding this. So you would say like, please don't put that. So true. Yeah. But teachers, I just feel like, because I think, I remember like, I grew up like, and in, in high school, like we all had Facebook and there was like teachers with Facebook pages and we would like find it and they were totally private, but it was like the craziest thing that like, because it was like our thing. It's like, yeah. get out of here. Um, and now I imagine it's much more than just like one teacher having a Facebook page. Yeah. That's private and we couldn't even see like a photo. Right. So if you have an influencer, teacher, TikToker. Right. 
I think as long as everything that they're posting is something that the kids could see, like it's totally kosher, then mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Which number is this? Four. No, I'm not. She's not ready. Is it the fourth story that's brought to you by Roe and the Roe Body Program? It is. So Roe is a company I'm actually a really big fan of. They provide access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. I've been very open about the fact that I used weight loss shots um, over the last year to change my life and I'm a big fan of them and they can be sometimes like intimidating or hard to find or understand and Roe is a great company. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a, in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe and the Body Program have support throughout the process so their partners handle all of the insurance paperwork to help you get your medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. So um, that means like no scheduling doctor's appointments, no commute to the doctor, no waiting room. And also just like, I think a lot of people are really scared to ask for these types of medications. Um, So doing it online just is really like a fabulous and comfortable. And I think for a lot of people feels really safe. Um, I'm a big, big fan of these weight loss shots and companies like Roe that make it accessible and if you've been, you know, thinking about it, I really like Roe and I've heard really amazing things. The average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash toast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash toast, roe.co slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Babbel, the best way to learn a language, immersion, living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn the language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel. It's a science-backed language learning app that actually works. Do not pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed for real people having real conversations. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, they're rooted in real life situations, and they're delivered with conversation-based teaching so you are ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I think learning a new language is like probably one of the greatest things you can do as an adult. It's challenging, it's rewarding. And then if you're traveling, you can put it to to work. It's also just much, I think, safer to travel to a country where you have like a basic grasp on the language. So starting weeks and months before your trip on Babbel is just like a fun way to get excited for your trip. Also, it's just a great way to be prepared. So here's a special limited time offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash toast. That's 50% off Babbel at Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash toast. Rules and restrictions do apply. Make sure to head over to B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash toast to get that 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription. Our next story, The Bachelor is making news. The more I hear about this guy. I love him. I'm in love. He was the one who got... Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Gypsy Rose Blanchard confused, which honestly, I'm like, I'm surprised he was the first one to do it. Yeah. When I was calling her um, GRB, when I, when I met her, I almost said RGB. It's RBG. A, yeah, no. And now he's being dragged. Again. Joey is his name. He's the new bachelor. He's being dragged for saying that a city built in 5900 BC has, quote, an old school vibe. 
And I didn't detect a lie <laughs> in what he said. They're really trying to paint a picture that he's dumb. Yeah. So Joey Graziati made another unintentionally hilarious comment. The current bachelor who mixed up GRB and RBG last week has now described an ancient European city as having an old school vibe. Viewers were quick to drag the reality star who jetted to Malta during Monday's episode of the ABC wow. dating series. They went to Malta on The yeah. Bachelor? That's crazy. Like... They're getting really kind of creative. Yeah. Where was the place they they never left? Not the Quinta, the other one. Oh, uh, what, in Pens Pennsylvania, that, that big... Nima colon. Nima colon. Which really sounds like a procedure in your ass. Stop. I can't eat today. I'm that getting hotel a Nima colon looks, tomorrow. That hotel looks nice. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Would love to go. I would love to go. I'm For a free. sponsored visit. <laughs> <laughs> We're so tacky. Like, <laughs> no, 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 like, there are some places I want to go and I don't want it to be a sponsored visit. I like, agree. I just want to go... I would love to go there on as, a sponsored on a sponsored visit. I, it's, it's the also, type of place it's really only worth going to on a sponsored visit. No, and it's also like a piece of like pop culture history. So much Bachelor was filmed there. Like I would show it. Like I couldn't help but show it off. Other places I want to be a little more private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to go there on a sponsored, sponsored tour. Visit. Yeah, on a yeah. tourist visa. <laughs> <laughs> on an influencer visa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joey landed in Malta and said, I'm excited to be in Malta. I can tell why people love to come here. It's absolutely beautiful. It kind of has that old school vibe to it. You can tell there's a lot of culture. I just feel like when you're on The Bachelor, like it's a lot of late nights. It's a lot of long days. It's a lot of voiceovers describing a city. He probably like filmed this particular um, like intro to Malta like 60 times. So yeah, by the end, he sounded a little dumb. And I'm just not going to fault him because at the end of the day, like, yeah, we can make fun of him, but he's not wrong. Like, yeah, I would say that a city built in 5900 BC is giving old school vibes. Yeah, I would say that's that's true. Yeah, Malta has been inhabited since 5900 BC and it's home to temples older than both Stonehenge and the pyramids of Giza. And like, imagine if the people who built those temples knew that in it was going to be on the bachelor. Years, it was going to be on the bachelor. They're probably so proud of their handiwork. And like, look, we're making fun of this man when we should really be talking about the beautiful Maltese architecture. We should. That does kind of have an old school vibe. One thousand percent. It's giving Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, but Cheesecake Factory has an old school vibe. Yeah, that's that is a factual sentence. Yes. We're speaking only facts today. This guy, this season is getting a lot of good, not, I don't want to say press, but like. Reception. Reception. I've been seeing like a lot of like funny moments and people just like really like Joey. He looks like a really like, I think he's like a mama's boy Italian from Staten Island. Like that's the energy I get. I don't know that to be like fact or not, but he seems like so cute and sweet. Yeah. People are like, he's funny. He makes the show like very enjoyable. He's. Someone said he's so simple. I love him. Yeah, simple is really a great word. But I don't know him to call him simple. Like, No, I'm saying based on what I've seen in page six, like RBG, GRB, 5900 BC. What's also so funny is like if I were watching The Bachelor and I heard this comment, I don't know that it would have struck me. Like it's like I'm so glad it was plucked yeah. that we're analyzing yeah. it. But I feel like I might have just carried on. Well, one, if I was even paying attention right, to the voiceover. What I do remember of The Bachelor was like every, there was... It was the whole episode was filled with sentences that meant nothing. Like, yeah. so I, I don't know if I would have, you know, received this one in any particular way. I think this sentence is emblematic of of all the conversations on The Bachelor. Like, yeah. dumb. I think now if we go back and like pick out sentences of things that people said, like all of them could be fast five stories right for father. It's true. It's true. So why now? Why this sentence? So I appreciate it because it's funny and it's like uh, harmless. Yeah, I agree. 
Are you ready for our fifth and final story? A little more reality TV news. Okay. Nick Vile is teaming up with Patty Stanger for a CW matchmaking series. Okay. Nick Vile is teaming up with the ultimate matchmaker, Patty Stanger. The pair will work together in the CW's upcoming unscripted series called Patty Stanger, the matchmaker. Variety has exclusively learned. Vile, who got his start on The Bachelorette and now hosts the Vile Files podcast, is a relationship expert on the series. He will offer his best tips and tricks in dating as the duo tackles their most challenging clients yet. I feel like they've been trying to get Patty Stanger back on reality TV and like, recreate the magic they had with that series millionaire matchmaker and honestly like i think they're them bringing nick vile is like a smart move like to you know reach a younger audience and nick like really kills in this podcast is really successful um and i feel like nick shouldn't have done this like nick nick is like a new nick is like the new patty stanger like he doesn't need patty needs nick nick doesn't need patty interesting you don't but nick does really well with his podcast and everything but you don't think like then also doing like a little bit of traditional TV crossover just like helps his portfolio in general. It doesn't and hurt. And also I feel like for so long everyone does advice on their podcast and everyone does dating advice. But I do think that Nick gives very good advice and yes. that's really been now kind what of What differentiates his, him. His niche in addition to being like kind of the go-to place for reality TV stars like he's an, a dating advice expert. That's just like kind of what he's fallen into and doing a show with Patty Stinger where he is like the sort it of solidifies him as a relationship expert and from here on out like he can do more things positioning himself as a relationship expert that's a good way of looking at it I just look at it being like this is like I feel like the third or fourth time we're trying to like recreate the millionaire matchmaker and it's like beating a dead horse at this point yeah but maybe like this injection of Nick will bring you know new audience and make it more modern perhaps and for Nick it, it you know he's getting his street cred in the matchmaking dating space like maybe that's fair he gets his own dating advice show. right that's fair so i it actually makes sense to me i think it was a pretty good call for to, everyone involved for everyone involved yeah let's see how it goes i'm just like a hater you know and like i'm gonna hate 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 in yeah the words well of you Teresa. know i have beef with patty stanger so you do she doesn't like redheads go on if you watch any episode, like she literally won't set them up. She thinks like she does not like redheads. Did she like, say that? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Well, I wonder what she thinks of James Hewitt. Oh yeah, she wouldn't like this episode. A right, lot right. Of this talk about is very redheads. triggering for so her. So I'm not feeling like inclined to like defend her or support her right. show. So it's just really how you feel. But taking my own bias out of it, like I actually think sure, yeah, whatever. I thought she was a good matchmaker. She had like funny stuff, except like her beef with redheads was weird yeah she's also the type of person who i think a lot of her content like would not age well like she was very old school very tough yeah um very traditional yeah and but i think in general like we need some of that yes some of the time and that type of content like is profoundly more interesting than someone being like <laughs> you know yeah yeah i don't want to i don't want to watch i want to watch like somebody be insane and she was great at that. Yeah. I, that show. Being like Abby Lee. <gasps> oh my God. You, Patty Stanger is the Abby Lee of the matchmaking world. That's perfectly put. Thank you. Perfection. Like I don't even want to say another word. because We could end the episode technically. It was so good. I think we should. What are we going to do for lunch? Oh my gosh. When I was getting ready this morning, I was going to see if you wanted me to like preemptively order wraps. No. Do, okay. So Ben made taco meat on Sunday and today's Thursday. Can I still eat it? I think so. I'm going to have that for lunch. I think you know that how you I can. And I made you hard boiled eggs. I know. 
That's what I'm going to have. I'm like going to run downstairs and eat that. Okay, great. So this was our fourth and final episode of the week, which is so devastating, but not really because we're back tomorrow and Bruno has his health. Bruno has his health and Bruno has his mommy and he has his auntie and he's surrounded by love, which is really all he needs. Honestly, when he came home yesterday and like everyone was sitting on the floor playing with him, the man was in heaven. We were joking that Bruno like did all this for attention. attention. Classic Bruno. That's like very Marissa Cooper of him. Stop. But I've said before, like, I love my muffin, but I know him. Like, he's Tinkerbell. Like, without attention, he will die. That's all he wants in this world. And, like, we all sat on the floor right outside the front door. And, like, we're like, Bruno Lee. And the he's The way heaven. Bruno was like, who, me? Yeah, right, Stop right. Stop it. No, I'm fine, you guys. I was just going through a dark time. I'm good. I'm good. So thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast and Morning Show where we deliver the best five stories you need to every Monday through Friday on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, please feel to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. Rolls available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So it's better for iTunes, Stitcher, Publicum, Rewire, Everybody, Cats, Fuckle, Blaze, 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 and Podcast, Vanessa, Toast, Five Stories, Better, Beautiful, Sending, and Wickedly Down. Did we are? Without further ado, we bid you adieu. Love ya. Bye.